All right. It's time for episode nine. And a baby shark and dog. Baby shark and dog. What? I'm here with the my co-host today. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, are you doing okay? Yeah. What are you doing? I eat my popsicle. You're eating your popsicle. That's where we do this and have our story. That's what she calls podcast. Anyway, so, um, yep, this is us uh, for episode nine. We're uh, going to catch up this week. Wait, wait, a baby shark is crying. Baby shark was crying? Yeah. What did baby shark do? Yeah, we've, we found these baby shark, uh, what do you call them, like little plushy toys at Target last week and got the mommy shark, the baby shark, daddy shark. It's gone. Oh, daddy shark's gone? Yeah. Where'd he go? He's living in the kitchen. He's, pro he's not, we're in the kitchen. He's not in the kitchen, he's probably in the living room. Yeah, you push the button, they play the, the song and then you push it again and it stops. What a great feature. This one. You gotta finish the popsicle you have. I want to get one more. You like grape. Yeah. Everyone can check out episode seven or six to find out. No. You're you're getting very spoiled today. Here, everybody. She is very spoiled. They are getting a testimony of your spoiledness. Yeah. Gotta have good face on social media. All right. Well, um, let's talk about stuff. So, over the weekend, went to the SoCal Retro Game Show at uh, the Pasadena Convention Center. Used to be at the Frankensons Convention Place, or whatever that is. I think it's run by Frankensons people, but I don't know. Now they can charge... I want to get out! What? I got to go play in the room, and you saw the story go by, and I went back outside, and saw this guy room, and he's got it. And he does this talk, and do a story in the room. Okay. So you want me to put, get you down, clean you up, let you go play, and then I will record this in the other room? Mm -hmm. Yeah, is that exactly what you yeah, said, word I for word? Yeah, I get diaper change. You want a diaper change? Yeah. All right, well, we'll be back. No. All right, crisis averted. We're back. Ready to do more story? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so over the weekend, we went to the SoCal Retro Gaming Show in Pasadena, right? Where the games were? Do you remember? Yeah, I want to go to No, no Chuck E. Cheese. We're not going to the Chuck E. Cheese. You're in one of your moods today. <laughs> no, but we might. We'll take a walk or something later. Anyway, and it was okay. It was. Uh, I don't know. Uh, better when it was at Frankenstein's, I guess. I don't know. It's about the same, but now they can charge twenty-five dollars to get admission, and of course they have fifteen-dollar parking at the Pasadena Convention Center. So you're paying forty bucks for the five-dollar experience you got at Frankenstein's when they did it a couple of years ago. The vendors are all pretty much the same vendors that are around LA. Um, that being said, I would say the Retro City Festival is ten times better. Wally's here. Wally is here. Wally's out there. Yeah, I see him. Yeah, he's right there. And the Retro City Festival is in Pomona at the Pomona Fairgrounds. It just seems like a wider, better, um, you know, they have, feels like that one's run by Billy Mitchell and whatnot. Yep, there's another one there. And there's the ghost. You're pulling down the ghost. Okay, cool. So, yeah, um, would I recommend the Southern, the SoCal Retro Show? Eh, if you had a, if you had to choose between the Pomona uh, Retro City Festival and that one, go for the Pomona. 
Uh, it's usually in January, and this one's usually in February. I, I think that's it was splintered from the guys who did the uh, both the same show, so they did, they set, went their own ways, and the Retro City is far superior. But they, I think uh, the SoCal Retro does it twice a year, and Pomona does it only once, usually in January. So anyway, that we saw Alita Battle Angel over the weekend. So I'll get into the review of that and the uh, having a little nostalgia for MCU before the end. I'll get into that too. Right, Gypsy? Okay, let's do it. So this week's movie is Alita Battle Angel. Um, what to say about Alita Battle Angel? Anime will never translate correctly to live action scenes. Ghost in the Shell with uh, Scarlett Johansson was a dud. This one is a... A different beast, but still not great. Uh, cinematically, it, in the right hands, I think it would have been awesome. But because Robert Rodriguez directed it, all the acting kind of felt flat. It was a little shallow. It's just like go through the lines, go through the pacing, go through the next scene. I don't know. I wasn't really engaged or connected to any characters. And I remember when I first watched the anime a long time ago, so far long ago, I don't even remember. I enjoyed the anime. And it stands out as one of my favorites, like Akira, Ghost in the Shell, uh, you know, up to Attack on Titan and whatnot. But this live-action movie, I don't know. It's got all the special effects, just the characters and the character development. It's just kind of flat. It's not really there. It's kind of like, look at this next CGI fest thing. And then you got your big kind of set up for the sequel at the end and you're like oof i don't know i'm not really a big fan of the title font showing up at the end you're like this is the movie you will see the sequel so i wouldn't recommend it or you know, i don't know if i do two thumbs up or two thumbs down or five stars ten stars or recommend or not recommend in this case i wouldn't recommend i'd give it two stars uh two stars for being what it is it's a adaptation of an anime so i can't hate on that but the big eyes Still don't think they really needed to do it, but they went with, they went that way anyway. They brought him down a little bit, but still it's like kind of goofy looking. She does some badass action sequences. The rollerball thing's kind of like, okay, it's never worked on film before. It's not going to work now, even with as much explosions and stuff you're going to do and, you know, robots exploding. And that's cool and all, but it's still, eh, it's just, I don't know. It's not going to touch any of the Marvel movies that, you know, do action well. I mean, there's that level of reality you need for your audience to come along with you. Uh, Spielberg knows how to do it. Cameron knows how to do it. Cameron can produce stuff that's close, but he can never seem to get any, any directors to do it half as good as he does it. Because I was having this discussion the other day. It was like, oh, he's never going to make Titanic a success. And boom, Titanic was huge. Oh, Blue Smurf Avatar? No, that's never going to be huge. Boom, super huge. So it's like, in the right hands, Cameron can make it happen. Even Alien franchise, we were talking about that. Uh, there will be people, we'll have critics here, but uh, Alien, Ridley Scott, but you gave him back the franchise, and what do we get? Prometheus and Coven, Covenant or whatever, and he just went nuts with his David robot guy, and it was just like, you, you stop paying attention to the whole thing that made Aliens cool, is the scary insect alien things. Uh, Cameron knew what he was doing when he made the queen and the eggs and you know the gestation and all that gross stuff. That was cool. Anyway, Battle, Battle Angel Alita. If you got nothing else to do, there you go. But I'd say nah. All right, not much going on in gaming for me this week. So I'll say the game that I did play. You want me to put this on my hand? Yeah. Hold on a sec. Wish. Say something. 
Don't be quiet and whisper. This is really tight. It's like a really tight rubber band. Your cuppy? Yeah, I want my cuppy. Alright, get your cuppy in a second. Give me a second. So the game that I played this week was an old arcade game, Captain America and the Avengers. It kind of ties into my whole Marvel Cinematic Universe nostalgic love affair that's going on right now. Uh, it had cap. It was a Data East game from, I would say, 1990, 1991. That's a safe bet. Or 94. I don't know. Around that time. Bringing out your shoes, huh? Lots of shoes. Anyway... <clears throat> It was a four-person cooperative, uh, like Ninja Turtles arcade game, where you go from left to right, uh, just you know, beating baddies, and then you have a boss at the end. It's like five levels against Red Skull. This is before any of the movie stuff, so it's still comic book shoes. phase. You have shoes on your hands. And shoes on my foot. And shoes on your foot. Very good. Yes. So anyway, uh, Captain America, Iron Man, Vision, and, um, oh, why is his name blanking on me? Hawkeye. And you go level to level fighting various characters that will show up in the MCU, like uh, Mandarin shows up at level three, um, Red Skull, like I said, uh, oh, I can't remember, man, I, Skull Bones guy from uh, Winter Soldiers in it. I can't think of it. Is his name Skull and Bones? No, nah, I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> and a couple more in there, little Easter eggs like uh, Quicksilver's in there and well, Submariner's not in the MCU. Not yet, anyway. Just wait. Wait until we get into Phase 4 Tier 8 level characters that are like, oh, yay, Submariner. And I'm sure there's Submariner fans out there, but when you get to the, the, the general consensus... Anyway, I'm already skipping ahead to my next segment. Captain America and the Avengers is a great game by Data East. It's classic. Played it when I was a kid at uh, Pizza Hut on Tuesday nights. That was our like pizza night. We would go to Pizza Hut there. They had an arcade, and Captain America and the Avengers was there. Because, uh, you know, the only way you really get into Marvel is in, through video games back then. Capcom hooked it up with the Mar Marvel superheroes, and then the Versus games, Marvel versus Street Fighter versus... You better not dump that whole thing. I can, I'm just seeing you. Don't give me that smile. Uh-huh. Do not dump that. <sighs> Just put it on its side. Anyway, good game, Marvel. Um, Captain America versus the Avengers, Data East. Um, let's see, ways to play it. Uh, look online. I'm sure there's somewhere. you you figure it out. Ta-da! Ta-da! Because, yeah, I think they had it at the Retro Game Show. Yeah. So, all right, Captain America and the Avengers. Okay, so the toys for this week is Marvel Legends, just in general. Um, I haven't really been keeping up with Marvel Legends. They're kind of too expensive. They're six inches. Uh, I was really a three and a quarter, three and three quarter inch collector, and then after that, the one inch uh, customs. So, but I wanted to revisit the six inch figure line and kind of you know go through my uh, MCU collection because we're we're almost there. We got like what. Less than a week and a half, I think this week, thir next week, this Thursday, we will be officially starting the uh, Captain Marvel Endgame Countdown Goodness, Badness, whatever you, however you want to look at it. That's my next segment. But anyway, it got me nostalgic for the MCU, the core guys, the Hulk, Thor, Captain America, Spider-Man, and Iron Man, and of course, Thanos. Thanos rules number one. So, um... 
Though, yeah, they came out with the uh, first 10-year Marvel Legend line with Thanos, and he came with uh, Captain... Nope, uh, Iron Man and uh, Doctor Strange. Why are you throwing stuff down? You getting your tea party set up with all your little discs there? Okay, so the Iron Man lights up. That's cool. Uh, the the um, eh, Doctor Strange to me has always been tier two, so I'll skip him. But no, the Hulk, uh, the Hulk's the Hulk. Although he's been, you know, he needs to redeem himself in Endgame. And uh, Captain America is always kind of the for me the standout in Iron Man, thanks to you know the game Captain America and the Avengers. That's kind of where. My interest began was with the video game entry, so and and then Thor had to work his way into my heart because I wasn't really a Thor fan at all. And then the movies came out and I wasn't really a fan until Ragnarok. Ragnarok turned me around because he kind of got that Guardians of the Galaxy charm going there, and he's just funny and comedy goes a long way with me. So I enjoy Thor now. And Spider Man, how many iterations can you go in less than ten years? But the Tobey Maguire one was good, except until three, and then it was just, oh, man, that Venom with the Topher Grace and uh, just trying to shoehorn in characters and then the goofy saxophone jazz scene. And then, yeah, Topher, the Tobey Maguire one was dead. And then the second one, the Andrew Garfield series came out. Never liked that one at all. Didn't care for Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. And then uh, Tom Holland came out with the Mar- MCU, and it just works. It clicks. All those movies are a little more... You know, let's just say SJW, SJW, politically correct, and they should be, but whatever. It's, you know, the times we live in. But I like the Thomas Holland Spider-Man. And, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. What you doing? And you got your pockets? Yeah. All right. I'll see you later. We tea party. Tea party. So, anyway, those Marvel Legends are awesome, and, uh, you know they got good head sculpts these days of the uh, the the guys playing the actors playing it, and I was just you know they're hard to, they're hard to find because they don't they release like one per case of the good characters and then there's all these second third fourth tier characters or they have to put Marvel's you know Ice Queen or Marvel's Dog Boy or whatever and you're like oh yay and those fill up the aisles everywhere so when you look through a shelf at Walgreens or something there's just all these characters you're like okay I'm not the biggest comic book fan so I don't know who you know. Jementor is, or any of these crazy names I've never heard of with the goofy costumes. So, you know, I'm a cinematic guy to movies, toys, games. It didn't say comics, so obviously you're going to win me over in the movies. So that's why when Marvel goes movies and games, I'm there. And then you got your toy. So anyway, Marvel Legends. I love the Thanos, love the Thor, Captain America, Hulk, Spider-Man, and Iron Man. There's like a million Iron Mans and Spider-Man. I don't know which one I said. Anyway, there you go. Marvel Legends. Hooray! If you if you like Marvel, you're already collecting them, so I don't even have to recommend them. But yeah, their sculpts have gotten way better. 3D printing's gotten really good, and the face looks really dead on as a character. I mean, just looking at like the Winter Soldier Captain America compared to the MCU 10-year Captain America, it, just, it looks more like Chris Evans, so that's cool. And uh, that'll get me into the next segment here where we're going to talk about, uh, you know, well, the, it's not my next segment, but I'm getting there. So anyway. You know, there's no rhyme or reason where I have to stick to my list. So I'm going to just start with the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the first 10 years, the first 22 movies or the first 20 movies, whatever. Whatever got us to Infinity War. Uh, just going to go over those. Um, it's been a great run. We've had lots of good movies. We had a couple meh titles in there. And um, my personal favorites are, of course, the Captain America titles. I liked First Avenger. I thought that was good. It was a you know nostalgia piece. 
And then I liked Winter Soldier. That brought into the political drama. You know, that was really cool. And then uh, Civil War brought all the characters in there fighting at the airport. That was amazing. And then Infinity War, of course, is like the masterpiece to judge all after. But then I love the Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. I like the um, the Iron Man movies are okay. 1 is better than 2. 2 is better than 3. 3 is just... That's a meh title right there. I'm sorry. Uh, the Hulk never really found his footing or his banner until the Avengers movie. And the Avengers is still okay. And the sequel, Age of Ultron, is kind of a meh title. But they still, you know, comparatively to other movies in cinema, they rock. So, And then uh, Thor was always kind of the, the guy from behind. You know, it's like, yeah, he's got to catch up. Um, I like Thor better than Thor Dark World. And then, of course, Ragnarok just rocks. Rock, that's up there. That's like masterpiece level because, of course, it's funny. It's it doesn't take itself too seriously and it has a good time. And Jeff Goldblum's Jeff Goldblum. They they need to make a Marvel Legends of that guy. So and then Spider Man Homecoming, it's okay. I would I like Michael Keaton's Vulture. Um, there yeah, it's Sony produced though, so you you can tell there's a little bit of their input, which kind of makes it a little less awesome, but still. Um, what else? Uh, Black Panther is okay. Uh, Ant-Man was good. I like Ant-Man better than Ant-Man and Wasp because Ant-Man and Wasp is kind of... That, that's almost a meh, but it, yeah, it's a meh. I don't know. There's certain titles I'd just be like, yeah, it's in the universe, but who cares? And then um, <clears throat> I don't know if that's all 20. I'm sure I'm missing a bunch. If I'm missing them, that means they're really meh because I don't even remember which ones are which. So, but... Those core guys, you know, with the core movies um, brought us to where we are now with the big showdown with Thanos. And we've had a whole year to feel like Thanos won and half those guys are dead. But you know they'll all be come back, especially with the Spider-Man uh, um, <clears throat> Far Away From Home movie or whatever it's called coming out. So he's obviously back and that's fine. So And then they're shoehorning in Captain Marvel because, you know, we got the whole – she came from the 90s so she can – time travel or something or catch up with them to be exactly where they are and change the game so to speak and then that's where we're going to be with end game i got predictions on that i feel like uh we're going to phase out basically all the cool characters you like from the core series and start you know that oh dr strange was another one that was a meh title anyway so but yeah we're gonna what's gonna happen here is you're gonna have all these guys who couldn't really carry a movie on their own be the new leads and i think the mcu is going to start start dcing a little bit where it's going to start yeah it's, it was good but it's not as good as it could that it was it's going to be judged on the first 10 years that's for sure um i don't uh, to be honest i don't have a, a positive outlook on that i, I just don't think that they're going to be able to hold it as long as they have, they you know all these actors got to move on. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, they they have solid careers outside of this. They don't need to be you know wearing the costumes anymore. So I just yeah enjoy Endgame, but at the same time you'll see where it's heading after that and Phase Four and uh, Marvel's going to start digging in the characters. I have no idea who they are. Like I've never heard of the Eternals. I don't know. It's going to be hard to keep the casual. Uh, fans interest it's going to be only hardcore comic people who are really like oh my god they're finally making you know george nesbitt the superfly i don't know just these characters i've never heard of i'm like eh. and there's a reason these nostalgic characters have 
you know, passed generation to generation. Look at uh, Ninja Turtles. They've passed, well, that's a bad example because Ninja Turtles really haven't changed much except for, you know, Rise of the Ninja Turtles, which just went way out there. And now they're not not doing so hot. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, like, okay, Batman. Batman's a great example because Batman has been, like, changed many actors, many stuff, many styles and genres but it's still batman people still love batman superman they just keep changing superman those are the core you you can't make the dc universe without batman superman now aquaman wonder woman and uh, flash and uh green lantern are interchangeable they're still working those bugs out but that's your core you need the core for to go on you can't have you know, Lady Cyborg or whoever they come up with that they just introduced two years ago, unless these characters rock and they're awesome. And then, yeah, I'm wrong. I'll admit that I'm wrong. That's cool, whatever. But for now, Marvel to me is those core guys. And once those guys move along, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be harder to keep my interest. So MCU first 10 years, next one, next 10 years, we'll see. And this week in other news, the uh, Captain Marvel situation. The movie isn't even out yet, but the guys online who get, you know, publicity and stuff from being upset about what Brie Larson said online at something. It's like people have said stupid things for years, but now since social media exists, it's always out there and it'll always be, you know, referenced so they can go back to that. And, you know, if you're going to do a press junket and you're going to single out a demographic, be prepared for some backlash. And that happened. And then they thought they were winning by doing some kind of, you know, negative responses on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a review site before the movie even comes out. And then Rotten Tomatoes steps in and takes that whole section out. So you can't even, you know, put in your comments that you don't like this movie before it even comes out. And they think, oh, that's a free speech thing. I'm like, eh, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> you have your free speech thing on YouTube. If they cut, if they shut down everyone on YouTube as hate speech or something, if they add in a new law in the government saying, yeah, you can't do hate speech because you're not you're affecting a commercial product, then that's where you should step in. But this, it's uh, Rotten Tomatoes has been sketchy for years. I don't really trust the critics. I go straight to the audience reviews on my movies and whatnot. Yeah. Nemo. Because, so, yeah, um, I, a lot of the, the critics and reviewers and magazines are all in cahoots and they all, you know, get their – you know, paychecks from pretty much the same company, Disney. So I would imagine they're all saying, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. You should go see it. Or, you know, that there has been spins where like, oh, if you don't like it, you're a, you're a troll. You're a, you're an evil person, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, it all comes back to this Captain Marvel. Go see the movie first before you start hating on it. Even no matter, don't care what the actors say. Most of the time, the actors are just people you don't want to meet anyway. So, just go see the movie and enjoy that um, or hate it. But that like Battle Angel Alita, for instance, uh, I held, you know, reserved judgment until I actually saw the thing. And then I'm like, yeah, hey, well, not really that interested now. So, and if they make sequels, will I go see it? Hey, it's going to take another four to six years. So I probably won't, won't care by then. So where did you get that Christmas, the Christmas lights? Do they still work? You're just trying to get him on? We'll bring him over here. I'll fix it. Anyway, so I'm indifferent. I want to see what happens before Endgame. So here, give me, give me, give me. So that so that would be my reasoning for going to see the movie in the theaters. 
Uh, some people can wait, so that's cool. But, you know, you're going to want to know how she shows right up in the Endgame movie, so... This is all tangled. And the scrolls! Come on, the scrolls! I've been waiting for the scrolls since the beginning. Um, now that they had the 20th Century Fox buyout, I think that's where the scrolls came from. And then, you know, we can finally get them back to X-Men. We could add all the Marvel characters. But again, this will be interesting to see where this all goes, because you're going to lose your core. The core guys, unless they just change them out and... I don't, I, I'm not sure how that'll work because, you know, reboots are never as good as the originals in most cases. So it could be wrong in Transformers, though, because Bumblebee was pretty good. But I like the original Transformers, but the sequels, no. Anyway, rambling. All right, well, that is it. Captain Marvel situation. Wait and go see the movie, then make your judgments. And okay, so now we're going to talk about something about me. Uh, social studies. I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, in college, I was really excited for social studies. It was always my favorite class. I'm very interested in, in how social interaction happens. And this was, I think, before internet was crazy huge. So it was kind of like, oh, I get to learn about how people are and how people interact with each other and why certain demographics do this, cultures, all that good stuff. And my teacher in... Uh, college was an old lady who just used the entire class as a vessel to gossip about her personal shopping and interaction with her husband. It had nothing to do with class. Be wary of those kind of teachers. If you want to waste your time and get an easy A, because she pretty much promised everybody an easy A for just sitting there and listening to her stories about how she got a purse one day and her husband was upset about it. So, you know, I remember that story. Did I have any, did I get tested on it? No. Because I was like, you could just read the book and not go to the class. And she nattered on about nothing the entire time. And I'll always be kind of bitter that I didn't just leave that class. But at the same time, yeah, easy A is easy A. But be wary of those teachers. You're not learning anything. I think you get more from the teachers who are impassioned about the actual topic that they're teaching. I had a teacher in high school who made up his own class. It was like Survival 2000. And it was a class about surviving in 2000. And then he, but he would have his rants too, or he would like, I don't need any of you. I just won investments and got uh, some good dividends. I'm going to leave right now. I'm going to get a hot air balloon and just look down on you. He was a weirdo too, but his class was more impassioned about social studies. So, and you know, then you had your biology classes that were like. Uh, that one was scary. It was social biology. The guy was like, hey, if you ever get a weird disease that no one's ever had, come over to my house, and then no one will ever hear from you again because I'm going to dissect you. That's how he was, and he was very strict about it. I mean, had no emotion. Scary people like that. I don't know. Teachers are scary, man. So anyway, social studies. Got robbed in college. I wish I had a better social studies class. I could go again and take another class, but living life is a good social study in itself. And it's, you got the internet now, so... There, there's a little bit more about me, about social studies. Yay! And then I guess I covered it already, but the Rotten Tomatoes thing is kind of interesting. Um, some would call it a free speech shutdown. Yep, yep, yep. But I'd say, you know, they're still in, in a second. A private entity that they can do whatever they want. And so if they want to shut down the comment section because it's kind of doesn't do anything for the movie. It just makes the movie look bad before it comes out. And it's not, you know relevant to this you know people who have actually seen the film then why not just take it off who cares and if it hurts rotten tomatoes uh 
you know, bottom line, who cares either way? It's all, it's a business in the end. Everyone's out there to make money, regardless of what line they take. Just remember, everybody's there just to make money. So if the trend is social justice warrior, all that good stuff, they're going to go that route, piss a bunch of people off, but they get the money. Um, and if the route is, you know, oh, social justice warriors are bad, crazy stuff, and let's go the conservative route, and da-da-da-da-da, and that makes money, they'll make money. They go either way. They don't care either way. It's about money. Make them money. Capitalist society, consumerism. That's where you live. That's the culture we live in. So take your passions all you want. It's just about money. I really, <laughs> that's all I really have on that situation. I'm just like, it's not too serious. It's not, who cares? Right, Gypsy? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, huh. Okay. All right. So that's this week in a nutshell. Uh, Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Next week it'll be something else. Uh, next week is we're getting closer to Marvel. I think it'll be yeah. Next Thursday is the Marvel the, the Miss Captain Marvel first showings. It's still confusing because you know in the DC universe you got Shazam who is Captain Marvel in DC. So it's like okay. Um, so there you go. That'll be fun. But March is full of nuggets of goodness. There's going to be a lot of weird, wild, crazy stuff going on in March, February and December. No, January and February. I've come to call the leftovers of the holidays. Those are where you catch up with all the Christmas crazy that happens in December and companies seem to, you know, they, they can't catch up with the holidays. And then if they miss it all kind of spits out in January, February too. And then, then we're kind of easing into the next year. And you got your toy show from uh, New York Toy Fair showing all the new products coming out in the next year. So, yeah, January, February are the leftovers of the holiday season. So, right? Yeah. So, that's enough rambling and nattering on myself for this week. That's enough stories, right? Yeah. Yeah? Are you ready to close it out for the week? Yeah. You got anything? You want Any last words you want to say for this week? Like what? No. No, it is. All right, everybody. Till next time. Bye-bye.